0: Let's go. Welcome to the show. I am so glad that you're here to hang out with me today. One of the things that we love to do on the show is to bring in guest experts in one of the eight areas of life that we focus on when we talk about balance. And that's exactly what we're doing today. We have an expert to help you in your parenting. Yep, you probably already saw the title for today's show. And it is how to become a scream-free mom. In fact, our guest has four tips for you. And I thought that this was gonna be such a great episode for right now because we're all kind of in the thick of it of going back to school with our kids. And while back to school obviously has a lot of new routines for our kiddos and for ourselves as far as getting ready in the morning, doing homework after school, chores, you name it, it can be rough. And it's in these moments that overwhelm can start to set in and we can find ourselves maybe not being the mom that we really want to be, right? Whether it's be yelling or stomping around the house, Which, you know, I always thought when it talks about being a scream-free parent, that it was really about yelling and screaming at your kids. And I thought, I didn't do that very much. But our guests helped me see that even when I'm stomping around the house or I'm kind of just aggravated or frustrated, my kids sense that. And it's the same thing as screaming at my kids. So her four tips that she has for us is so helpful. I really enjoyed learning from her today. And I know that you will too. The guest we have joining us today is Michelle Yarbrough, and she is the founder of You Were Made to Bloom, a ministry created to help moms feel encouraged, find a community that cares, and offer hope for a deeper connection to their family. She spent 21 years in ministry to preschool families and eight years speaking to groups on the power of pause through the principles found in the book, Scream Free Parenting. She's been married to her husband for 26 years and has three children and resides right outside of Atlanta, Georgia. Now, the things I really loved most about talking with Michelle, one, is her Southern accent is amazing, but two, she truly has a heart for God and a heart for women, and I know that it's going to come through in everything she talks about, but most importantly, you guys, well, maybe not most importantly than loving Jesus, but something that I really found valuable is that, one, she's walked this road before. Her kids that she has, one of them is 16, and that's her youngest. The other ones are in their 20s. And so she knows what it's like. She knows what it's like to be a mom who's overwhelmed. She's by far admits that she's not been the perfect mom. And it's something that we can all relate to and we can all be growing through together. Remember, when we talk about balance here, we are never talking about perfection. And Michelle fully embodies that while helping us rise to be intentional about the moms that we wanna be to our kiddos. So without further ado, let's get into my interview with Michelle. Michelle, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you on Redefining Balance podcast. I know you've got some really great stuff to share with us
1: today, but before we get into all of that, share with our listeners a little bit more about who you are. Okay, so I live and reside in Georgia, and I've been married almost 28 years, and I have three children 24, 21, and 16. So I just really enjoy helping other women, especially create a more peaceful home through the principles in screen-free parenting. I love that. And I love too that you have kids that are adult age and teenage age.
0: So anyone who's listening to this that find they're struggling with their four-year-old or me with my 10-year-old, my 14-year-old, like you've gone before us. So you've got some true tried and true wisdom that you're going to be sharing with us today, which I'm so excited to hear from you about.
1: Yes, I think that's why I actually discovered screen-free parenting about 15 years ago and I became a certified facilitator through them. And their office was local here. So I actually worked for the Institute for about five years. So I really have been engulfed in the principles for quite a long time. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm
0: so excited to be picking your brain on this topic because I think, you know, all of us as moms, we find ourselves where we're at the end of our rope. <laughs> and the last thing that happens is we, we raise our voice and then we're like, oh, what did I just do? I didn't want to be that way. I didn't want to come across that way to my kids. Now, with you kind of being involved in so many different things and, and being involved with the Institute and raising kids, talk to me a little bit about how you define balance for yourself in your life. What does that look like?
1: Well, I think balance is an interesting term because we've all found out that it's, something you never truly achieve, but you can only do your best to be present in the moment at each stage of life and each day that you possibly can. And that means having set priorities and sticking to those priorities the best that you can and trying to just work each day to be present with your children or husband, or there might be single parents out there, I think, you know, as a fire wife, that's why it gives me probably even more passion about this because I know how difficult schedules can, like that can be. So I think it's more about just setting priorities and being present in the moment. I totally agree with you. And we truly believe here at Your Life Rocks that however you define balance, when you
0: define it in a way that works for you, then it is possible. Like, it's not a matter of, you know, the time aligning perfectly and everything being perfect, but just figuring out what works for you and saying, you know what, this is what balance is for me. And it sounds like you found that for yourself. So congratulations.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know exactly if I have, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> in my book my, you have so gold. Star yeah, for you. Sometimes my I'm life changed drastically that. a couple of years ago. And um, so my balance changed, has changed quite a bit over the last couple of years. And I think the main thing, especially with the principles in Screen Free, what it will help you to do is realize that life is never perfect, but it's all about the way we respond to what comes up in our life.
0: Oh, I think that that's so beautiful. And I think it fits in so great with what we're talking about today because, you know, we are in the season of back to school or even if someone's listening to this podcast in the future, things are always changing, right? There's always new schedules, new priorities, new things coming up in that transition of trying to get everyone back in a new habits getting everyone on a new schedule sometimes most kids drag their feet or they have you know a little bit of a hard time adjusting to the new schedule and for me that's when my patience starts to wear thin and i might catch myself raising my voice or not being the mom that you know i truly want to be with my kids and not living into the intention that i want to be with my kids so whether it be you know with back to school i often find myself kind of at the end of my rope when everyone's getting ready in the morning to go to school, whether it's trying to find their shoes or get their shoes on or making sure the shoelaces are like just even. I've got a 10-year-old that like everything has to be even and perfect on his shoelaces or his backpack straps. But I find myself like kind of yelling at them more than I want to. And it's, you know, it's all about, like you said, creating that intention and being more present. So I know you have four steps for us that we're going to be going through today to help all moms through this transition and, and becoming more of a scream-free mom. So before we get into those four steps, Michelle, tell me a little bit more about scream-free and being a scream-free mom and what that really means.
1: So basically, the main reason that we scream is because we're overwhelmed. So in that morning when you're trying to get out the door and that child wants everything perfect, you're overwhelmed, right? Right. So yes. if you know, you're, it's, it's five o'clock, it's that particular time, your husband's supposed to be home, or like I said, maybe you're a single mom, you're trying to get food on the table, that child is supposed to be doing their homework, you're overwhelmed. Any situation in life, there may be sickness in, fa- in the family as well, and all these things are just coming at you. So basically when we scream, we lose our integrity. Mm. So if you think about that for a minute, That was probably the principle that just resonated with me the most. And the one principle that actually is the last chapter in the book that you're probably going to ask me about here in a minute is putting on your own oxygen mask first. And I think, especially in this world of social media, I didn't even have that when I was raising my kids. So the new version of Screen-Free Parenting, he has added a chapter on screens, And matter of fact, a lot of times when I say scream-free parenting, people think I say (laughs) scream-free. What makes us scream more probably than screams these days? So basically, that's the principle is we scream when we are overwhelmed. And screaming is not just with your voice. That's one of the most important things to remember, too. There are other forms of screaming, like checking out. You Mm. may not. Yeah, you may not. Those are all covered in the book as well. So some listeners may be listening and they may say, well, I don't scream. Well, think about that for a minute. There may be other ways that you are screaming. So that's what I love about it is it, it literally transformed my life, not just with parenting, but with marriage. There's also Scream Free Marriage that's out there and launching your teens into adulthood. That's one of the programs that Scream Free has. So it carries you all through your life and with business and friendships at the grocery store. It's just been amazing when I've used these principles and not afterwards, I'm like, oh, that really works. (laughs) So that's amazing. And it's a very interesting that you say that because, you know, when we were
0: first talking about doing this episode, I was like, well, there are times that I yell, but usually I don't yell at my kids. But what I do do is I get very passive-aggressive and I start stomping around the house (laughs) and like, ugh, you know, kind of a a sense. And so my whole presence changes with them, which they very much react to. They know like, okay, mom's mad. (laughs) We need to stop what we're doing, which I don't necessarily love having that, that interaction with them. I want to be a more loving mom, a mom that's really coming alongside and helping them, which I think I am, but at the same time, I don't want to be the mom who's yelling. I don't want to be the mom who's stomping around the house.
1: Right. We all don't want to be that mom. I remember years ago, I read a book on anger and there was a a picture of a mom on the front just looking total frazzled and just like she had just had it. And one of my kids brought the book to me and said, look, mom, that's you. Oh, (laughs) Oh, my son just laughed in the background. (laughs) He's he's twenty-one, So I just thought, oh, my goodness, you know, like, I I don't want to be that mom. Now, keep in mind, we are not going to be perfect. And it all begins with an apology. When Mm -hmm. you have that moment, and even the listeners today, they're probably thinking, what do I do now? Starts with an apology. And you're going to make many apologies through your life to your children and to others in your life. Okay. This is so good. So let's get into the four
0: steps because I think that there's so much richness that you have to share because I think that this is something that all moms can relate to being there. So talk to us a little bit about the first of your four steps in helping moms get through being a scream-free mom.
1: Okay. So putting on your own oxygen mask first, we've all heard this actually quite, quite a bit. I was first had this concept when I read the book and we all know, you know, when we're on the airplane, you're instructed to put your oxygen mask on first so you can serve your children if you have children with you. So I think in today's world, like I said, even more so with social media, we are overwhelmed because we're not taking care of ourselves. And there's probably a lot of people out there that are saying, well, okay, fine. Well, how do I do that? You know, my, my husband was gone 24 to 48 hours at a time. I've got three kids. We got a new puppy. I'm a working mom as well. I was working at my church as a preschool director. I'm trying to get out the door at about eight AM, you know, to get to church with all these kids and be there and be present for all these other families. So it could be something as simple as you know, structuring your evening so that you can get a bath, or trying to get the kids in bed, or having a date night, or reading a book, or just really maybe unplugging. Maybe you need to unplug for a while to take care of yourself and make to make yourself feel like you are doing something for yourself and not just being that wife or mom or employee.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think this is also where as hard as it is having like a a morning routine where you can be up and have quiet time. I know for me, that's like my sanity moment is to be able to just kind of ground myself in the day before anyone else is up and asking for things and I'm needing to rush them around, just being able to have that time to be with God or to move my body or just to be able to journal and and plan and think without other people interrupting, I think can really set a huge tone. I notice a huge difference on the days that I don't do that versus the days that I do do that on just my sense of overwhelm with the kids.
1: I am so glad you mentioned that because to me that sets the tone of your day. So if you are rolling out of bed and you need to be getting ready for work or you're a stay at home mom and you're getting the kids ready for school, you know, I'm not sure what all faces are out there listening or people that are listening, but I've always heard, see the face of God before you see anyone else's. So whatever that looks like to you. Yeah, it might be, you know, that you just meditate or you are pray or you read your Bible or whatever that looks like to you, then that really resonated with me. And you can do that in five minutes.
0: That is amazing, do you know who said that? like what quote that's from, or is it just like a thing
1: that you? you know I've read so many things over the years. it might have been, and a I don't even know who to contribute that to. <laughs> it's brilliant and it's so horrible I don't know do become I don't know, I really don't even know
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that, and I think that that's so critical though, as we're talking about putting your oxygen mask on first is that first step is it is so hard, I think for working moms, you know, like for you, when you were, you know, working and raising kids and your husband being, who is a firefighter, correct? Or he's a yes. firefighter? Yeah. So I mean, working those kind of weird schedules and trying to find that time. And I know we talked about morning routines or nighttime routines, but for someone who is just like, it all sounds great. And I want to do that, but I just cannot even find the time. Well, how much time do you feel like is necessary For that me time? I mean, are we talking like you need a full hour or what do you find works best to be able to kind of
1: cut that overwhelm? I think it absolutely changes in the season of life. If you're up three and four times a night with an infant, if you've just gotten them back down, you, you may not be able to start your day at a certain time. But I think you have to find that sweet spot for you. So if you get them down for a nap, Instead of starting to do the dishes or starting to do all those things that will still be there, take just a few minutes. It could be five, 10, 15 minutes. And then as the seasons go on in your life, I know like for me, right now in my season, I mean, I can go away for a weekend with my husband. So it, it just changes in, in those seasons of life. I will say the, the one thing that I feel like that should be non-negotiable is time with your husband. Like for me that is putting on my own oxygen mask first. It doesn't even, I do like to do things just for me, but if I can spend time with him, then I know that my cup will be full. And if you're a single mom out there, maybe it's spending time with your friends or Mm -hmm. with family, or especially if you are in that season of life, but I especially recommend that morning time, you know, about the time your kids get up, what time you need to go to school, you know how much time you need in the morning to get ready. So take 10 or 15 minutes before all that starts.
0: Yeah, totally agree. That's great. So Michelle, this is all great for number one on putting on your own oxygen mask first. What's step number two in helping us become a scream-free mom?
1: Pause more, react less. And I would say that that is another one of the most important principles that I learned is I can't really tell you how to do the pause in your life. But usually there is that moment where the child or husband or boss, whoever does that thing. And then we want to immediately lash back or raise our voice. So within that space, within that pause is where we find God and where we find the principles or the response that we would
0: rather have. I love that when you say the pause is where we find God. I think that that's so critical yes. and and like you said you can't really tell people what that pause looks like, but as you were saying when that trigger moment kind of happens that you kind of find yourself getting ready to be undefensive or you know, you can kind of feel like that heat rise up within you or or the anxiety or whatever you want to describe it, you can kind of feel that moment happening. I was just trying to think through like different scenarios that I have in my life and what that pause might look like. And it might be just taking a drink of water. I was in a situation yesterday at work where I was in a meeting and things were getting kind of heated and I had to be very careful with my words. And I found myself drinking a lot of water <laughs> just to be able to think and pause without it being, you know, like, hold on just a minute. I need some time <laughs> so I don't lash out at you because that's, you know, just as bad as, as lashing out, probably. Uh, maybe not. But anyway, so I think, you know, I was just trying to think through those different situations that I might be in where I might need to take that pause. And I think, you know, with my kids, it's a little bit different where, like you said, finding God in that pause. And I think, you know, I have been in, in different situations where I've been a little bit crazy with my kids. And I've said, you know what, kids, I just need to pray for a minute and then I will pray <laughs> like, and, and be that kind of very transparent with them that like, I, you guys are stressing me out. I need Jesus right now. And I think that that's such a beautiful way of kind of being able to do that
1: pause with our kids. Absolutely is correct. Even to just say, just a moment, mom needs a moment. And it's showing them that you're going to get control of yourself. And you're going to think about things like I know my phrase quite a bit was, let me think about that. And they were just kind of, oh, you know, it's probably gonna be no. And I would just say, well, just let me think about this a minute. Or if I could hear something going on that I wanted to just run in and, you know, break up a situation or something like that, I would just, you know, take a deep breath, say a quick prayer. And again, oh goodness, you know, if you look up Screen Preparing's dictionary, my, my picture is not there. So I <laughs> you know many, many moments and I'm still learning, even at fifty three years old and with adult children, you just have to find what works for you as far as that pause goes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I've heard of people before who have had like and they use this for any kind of like behavior modification. But you know, like we have a, a rubber band around your wrist and every time you go to start to react, you just kinda flick it just to kind of change your mode because I think this is where it's so difficult is that when it becomes a a behavior pattern of the kids do something, you yell. I know even for me, I was thinking about last school year, you know, whenever it was time to get ready for school, I naturally kind of go into this, do you have your stuff? You know, like it's very high stress. And I know that that's not good for my kids. We've talked about it before with them. And they don't like that. They don't like it when they feel pressured but I don't really know of any other way to be. And I think the more we can bring intention around it and really kind of trying to break that habit of doing that behavior, then that's where we'll start to see more results.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Hey there. I hope that you are enjoying all of this great content and tips from Michelle on how to become a screen-free parent. I just wanted to pop in for a moment because we were just talking about morning routines And I wanted to let you know that inside Life Balance Membership, we actually have a course all designed helping you set up a great morning routine from how to structure it and how to overcome all of the barriers that are gonna keep you from actually doing it. Inside the app, we even have a morning routine tracker to help you build that habit. So you can really be intentional and start your day on the right foot. Now you can learn more about Life Balance Membership by going to lifebalancemembership.com or you can upgrade right inside of your Your Life Rocks app. Now, of course, the morning routine is just a small portion of what you get inside the membership, and you can try it for free for seven days. So what are you waiting for? I can't wait to see you inside the membership. Okay, so step number one was to put on your own oxygen mask first. Step number two was to pause more and react less. Now, step number three, I know you kind of talk about parenting side by side and not toe-to-toe. So what does Correct. that mean exactly?
1: I love that because toe-to-toe is more, you're, you're in someone's face, you're right up there. And I, you know, I can picture all of us moms, we've got that look on our face and our finger just shaking at them. Uh-huh. <laughs> when you're, when you're side by side, you're walking through your child's life with them. So in that moment, you know, maybe they're at the table and you're trying to cook dinner and they're supposed to be doing homework and they're asking you questions and you're like, I'm just trying to fix dinner. And you just want to kind of, you know, react on them. Then it's that moment where you you think of the pause, you put what you're doing down, you walk over, just say, Hey, mom's trying to cook dinner. What can I do to, to help you in the moment? Or it can get much, much bigger, you know, much bigger situations in your children and your marriage. And It's more of a a relationship with that child than a parent that the child is afraid to come to about issues because those issues get, get much, much bigger as they grow. Oh, yeah, they definitely
0: do. I mean, now that my older son is 14 and we're starting to get into some different issues, it's a whole like I'm. Thought toddlers were hard, um, right? Fourteen-year-olds, right. preteens, like that's a whole different ball game. And this is an interesting topic because this is something I've been really bringing before the Lord a lot and spending a lot more time thinking about. Is more of the bigger picture of parenting and who I want to be as a mom. Because you know, you think about as a parent, it's about guiding our kids and helping them kind of grow and learn and all of those different things. But there's different ways that that can manifest itself. And when I really think about, okay, what are the long-term goals? Just like anything else, right? Like if I'm thinking about something at work or something with my house, I'm always thinking about what's the end goal and then how do we get there? And so I think about, you know, when my kids are adults, how do I want them to be in the world? How do I want them to function? And what do, what do I want my relationship to be like with them? And then kind of working backwards from there. But I think that there's so many different facets to it that it can be very difficult as a parent to kind of balance that disciplinarian or holding, you know, different lines with them for boundaries, but then also still building a relationship and being able to kind of be that person that helps them through emotional things and process emotions and really think about things in a different way. And it's so difficult as a parent, like you hear that all the time, like it's the hardest job you'll ever have. But When you really start thinking about it, it feels impossible. It absolutely
1: does. And, you know, what you just mentioned is how screen-free parenting starts out. And that is, Begin with the end in mind, but let go of the final results because our children, you know, another line in this book that I love is that we're responsible to our children, not for our children. And a lot of people will think about that and they're like, well, wait, wait, you know, that's not right. But, But really it is because all we can do is lay before them what we can do as far as raising them. But ultimately, we all have our own will and our own principles in life. And so whatever they do, or our spouse does, or our boss does, it's up to us on the way we respond. Isn't that an interesting concept? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that really goes right back to what we were talking about
0: before about pausing more and reacting less, that we, and and even the step one, like our own response, personal responsibility isn't necessarily tied to the outcome, but it's what we can contribute.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. When I, when I switch those two words, two and four, that transformed. I mean, I'm not responsible for especially my teen or my older child when they're out there and, and they're on their own. So we want to begin with the best principles that we can lay down for them in our, in our parenting.
0: That's really great. And I love, I just really like the visual of step number three as well of just parenting side by side and not toe. Right. because like you said, that visual of you know, being in their face versus coming alongside them and, and really doing things. I think that sometimes those visuals help in those difficult things that to be able to, like I said, it seems like it's almost impossible, but I know it is possible. It's done many times before. So I know that there is a way of doing it, but I love just having that visual because it does make it feel like it could be easier.
1: Right. Just, and that could be one, one pause technique that you use. You, you think about that, that picture of yourself in your child's face with that finger wave and, and we don't, we don't want to be the face, that face that they think of on the average. (laughs) (laughs) We want to be that loving, that loving face. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love that. That is really, really
0: great. All right. So number four, you had kind of alluded to this one a little bit earlier. And I think that is such a key topic right now, given our, our culture that we're in. And it's not necessarily being a scream-free mom, but a screen-free mom, EEN. Right um, Mom. So tell us a little bit more about what that is, because I think that this is one of those things that it's a new front for parenting I'm trying to figure out how we deal with
1: screens. I tell you, it came on us like a tornado, and we just we were in that middle phase where the iPhones are coming out, the texting is crazy, and Facebook came out in 2008, and Instagram, and it came on us very, very quickly, and the number one advice I have is do your research. Do not underestimate the power of a phone in your child's hand or or screens in your child's hand. Children are starting as young as, you know, toddler age babies with screens on their jumpy seats and just do your research and be very intentional in what your rules are going to be as far as that goes. And then as parents, remember that we are setting the example ourselves. So I have made (laughs) numerous mistakes with not being present because I'm on my phone or I do a lot of work on my phone and on my computer like we all do now. So we have to, you know, set those times and those guidelines and be intentional. And I'm especially learning even more now because I, I have my own business that I work, you know, on the computer. And I also help a couple friends with social media. So it can become quite, quite the issue. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I mean, and it's addictive. I think it's addictive for them. It's addictive for us. But I love how you say being that example. One of the things that I recently set up on my son's phone that I've had on my phone for about a year, it's an app. I don't remember what it's called. I have to link to it in the show notes page. But it's where you can set like different time allotment for different apps. Yes. So like yeah. I can't access Facebook during different work hours. I can't access email during, you know, time that I'm supposed to be with the family. And so sometimes it drives me crazy because I'll pick up my phone just out of habit and be like, oh, let me just check my email real quick. Oh, I can't. <laughs> but sometimes we need that habit interrupt. And so I've done the same thing for my son and it drives him nuts because he'll be like, oh, I want to text my friend or I want to do this. And he can't because it's during family time and all of those apps are blocked during that time.
1: Then yeah, that is, that is amazing. And, and that's so hard to do because parenting takes so much time in itself And so you have to take time to do those things and to set up the parameters that that you want for your family.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, the thing is, is it seems like it's one of those things that is very overwhelming. And it was for me, we had a guest on, gosh, maybe a few months ago when we were talking, the whole episode was about screen time. And I'll link to that in the show notes page as well. But this is one of the things that we talked about is, is getting really clear with what those rules are, what the intent is with the way that we want to be using screens in our lives. And once we kind of, I just sat down for like an hour and kind of wrote it out. Like, what is, what is the intention with this? What do we want it to serve? And then found the right tools. All in all, it took, I don't know, maybe three hours to figure it out and find the things and get right. set up. It didn't take that much time. Sometimes I think we get so overwhelmed thinking something's going to take so much more time than it actually does when we start into the process. It's done before we know it and it's well worth it. Absolutely. 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 Now, the only problem is, is my 14-year-old is very smart, and he's finding workarounds.
1: That's <laughs> so It's yes. always changing. It's always changing. So I got to be on my toes. So I love that you say. Well, this. I mean, it's the truth. They know more than, than we do about all these things. Yeah. <laughs> this technology. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And so talking about doing your research, I was doing some research trying to stay ahead of him in all of this and found out there's all kinds of apps that are made for kids to deceive their parents on their screen usage. So there's like different apps that look like a calculator that are really something else. I mean, it's like a whole
1: different world. Once you get into it, it's so scary. And so overwhelming. Just completely overwhelming. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But you know, it's, was talking about this with another mom and she's like, yeah, but you know, other generations of parents, they dealt with the same kind of thing, but it was different. So it might have been, you know, like your teenager sneaking out at night to meet up with their friends, where now they're just up on social media, Snapchatting yep. or doing whatever. So it's the same time and it's the same like angst that parents have to deal with. It's
1: just slightly different.
0: Right. And it's harder because right. it's in their pocket all at all times. Yes. And they, the, um, yeah. the
1: outside forces have a greater access at our children. Than exactly.
0: Than our children. So, exactly. Yeah. 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 So same problem, different method, I guess. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Michelle, this has been such a great conversation. Now, before we let you go, what last piece of wisdom do you have for moms out there that are just already overwhelmed and stressed, but they want to just have a different version for themselves as a mom? What would you recommend to them? What's that last piece of advice? The
1: best thing I could say is work on yourself first. Get those books, or actually now, gosh, there's such great podcasts out there. If you think, no, I just, I just don't have time to read a book, get books on audio, listen to the podcast, reach out to friends, just sit down today and maybe list five things that you want to change and set some goals and find a friend that can be accountable with you and just do it. Just go for it and pray about it and stop right now what you're doing, take a deep breath and start over. I do want to say, do not beat yourself up. Get rid of the the negative talk about yourself and find phrases to start your day with that will set a positive note because we all make mistakes. So I just want to say that. Don't beat yourself up as a mom, wife, employee. Do not do that. Start speaking truth into your life and who you are and who you can be. Amen. So, Amen.
0: That's so beautiful. I love that. And so simple. I love the, the quick action steps there. Now, where can listeners learn more about you if they want to connect?
1: So my website is com, And that launched last year. Like I said, I, I resigned from ministry two years ago, and my life is in a big transition. And one of the things I do is I send bloom boxes. So you can check out those on my website. I just wanted to find a way to really encourage women in all seasons of life. And through a series of events, the Lord just gave me this idea. To be honest, that's how it all happened. And it's not a subscription box. You can get on there and just order a box one at a time. Right now, one of the big things I'm doing is college boxes because it's back to college time Mm -hmm. or teacher boxes or birthday. They They can fit any occasion. Because, you know, talking about putting on your own oxygen mask first, these boxes are something for you and they're about self care. A soap, a bath bomb, a journal, something for you that you can be excited about or give to yourself or give as a gift. Oh, what a beautiful idea to send to like a friend as a gift or something. I think yes, there's a lot of subscription boxes out there. And when I was in ministry I did a little we did a little thing on Monday called Mailbox Monday where we would randomly deliver gifts to preschool moms. And we just put it on their mailbox. And that was absolutely my most favorite thing to do. And so that just, for lack of a better word, bloomed into into a business where I can send boxes all over the United States. So very simple. Just get on there with a click of a button. You can send a gift or a pick-me-up to someone or to yourself. New moms, this is an absolute great gift for a new mom. And it goes right back to practicing self-care and getting a pause in your life for yourself, a pause for yourself. So there's kind of many facets of me. I have the boxes and then on my website also, you can actually do an intro call if you wanted to book me to speak on Screen Free Parenting. This has kind of revitalized itself recently because of I felt a huge need for it and I just feel like it's going to start taking off and again and I'm going to be doing... Oh, actually, the best thing you can do right now is get on the website and subscribe to my email list because I probably am going to be starting very soon. I'm going to do kind of like a book club and run it through a Facebook page on Screen Free Parenting. So yeah, the best way to get news on that is subscribe to my email list. You can follow my Facebook page. You can find it under You Were Made to Bloom, but my page is called Bloom in the process of trying to get (laughs) Facebook to change it to You Were Made to Bloom, but it'll say Bloom, but you find it under You Were Made to Bloom. And then Instagram is You Were Made to Bloom, and you can find me personally on Facebook, Michelle Bartlett Yarbrough. Send me a message. I would love to hear from your listeners, just any way that I I can encourage your women and moms out there. Fantastic, And we will link to everything that
0: Michelle mentioned in our show notes at yourliferocks.com. Michelle, thank you so much for coming on the show and encouraging all of us out there so we can really be moving into a season of being intentional to be that mom that we wanna be. It was so great talking with you today. Thank you so much. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.